Yeah, good morning and welcome. Patriot Radio News Hour. I'm Joe Jaquin, CEO of the Patriot Trading Group, and our toll-free number, 800-951-0592. The website at allamericangold.com. I hope this finds you well today, the day after Father's Day. And what a crazy world. So uh, Friday, was it Friday? Maybe on Thursday. I don't even remember. They all run together. I was out uh, this Thursday and Friday, so my first day back. You never know what I'm going to say. But we had a crazy market. We had gold touched a new high for the year. Uh, and then uh, at the end of the day, sold off, you know, profit take profit taking on Friday. You know, you, you got to have that. You actually got to have it. Uh, today... Gold retested. We're building a really nice base around that 1330 level. Uh, then now, of course, now gold's positive now. Gold, gold just turned right back around now, 1341, uh, 1342. Uh, things that we're going to talk about, we got a Fed meeting this week. What are they going to say? Are they going to surprise with a rate cut? Are they going to do, uh, I think that's the, of all the things, all the options, that would be the biggest surprise. If the Fed cuts rates this meeting, look for gold to be at new highs. I'll, I'll just flat out say it be new highs. Uh, it's going to new highs anyway, but just look, it'd be like now. I don't think that's what they're going to do. What I think they're going to do is signal that they're getting ready for a rate cut. That, that's what I think. I, I'll actually give you what the guys uh, on the idiot box say. You know, because the Federal Reserve, right, it's all about one or two words. They're, they're looking for a wor- one word in particular to be removed from their statement. I'll share with you what that word is. Uh, I believe that's the most likely outcome. And then the other outcome is they they stay with the status quo of, hey, we're being patient, we're watching, and a rate cut is, you know, if a rate cut is needed, we'll give you one. Uh, that's the other option of the three. Uh, the least likely is a surprise rate cut, but at least one guy, Jim Grant, who, you know, he's a guy I follow. He's not one of my, you know, big top five guys. Uh, but but uh, he's been right more than once. He actually was on TV today saying the, the Fed's going to surprise tomorrow. Uh, we'll see. I don't know. Obviously, Jay Powell doesn't call me. Uh, trade wars. I'll talk about trade wars. Uh, CEO confidence. And the president attacking the Federal Reserve chief again this weekend. And then, of course, economic data. The Empire Index was out this morning. Actually set a record. Set a record. Uh, I'll tell you what that was. I will tell you, it wasn't a good one. Uh, But they did set a record. We had home builder confidence out. This was a, a June number. And, and I thought that, and I guess I shouldn't be surprised, but I was, it was falling. So even the, the low rates, 
have yet to have an effect. Matter of fact, home builders are saying, hey, we got the same problem. We're trying to be optimistic, <laughs> right? But we don't have the traffic. And let's face it, if they just build homes, people could afford to buy. I think we'd actually get some decent sales numbers. And while I was gone, the budget deficit for May came out. And I and I wanted to make sure we talked about it. Uh, it set a record. And, and get ready to hear this a lot now, right? And we're starting to get more and more comfortable with it, aren't we? Right? We're trying to pretend that somehow it doesn't matter. Well, it does. Right? Remember, how do you go bankrupt? Well, it's gradual at first, right? And then it's suddenly. We're still in the gradual part. 208 billion dollar deficit for the month of May it was only up 41% from a year ago no big deal <laughs> yeah. Yeah, just 41% by the way that 208 billion the largest ever deficit from the month of May since the country was founded most of the jump had uh, well we had some weak, you know the, the way the calendar fell right Outside of those adjustments, we still would have been running a massive deficit in May. Spending, by the way, up 6%. The net interest on the debt shot up 34% because the Treasury Department had to figure in adjustments of the principal for inflation and protected securities. Well, in, inflation protected security, right? Interest on the debt. Let's just call it what it is. See, even if interest rates go down, but you add, and it's not a trillion, right? Now, I think I've, I've explained enough of it to you that you all understand that, right? Because think about it, right? I mean, when you really look at the debt, and you're sitting there, we're at 22, uh, we're going to hit 22.4 trillion, I think, by the end of the week. $22.4 trillion. Right? You go back 10 years ago, right? And the, the, the deficit was only like $10 trillion. Well, you're adding more than a trillion dollars a year to the debt. Your interest payments are going to keep increasing, aren't they? We'll be back right after the break. 800 uh, as we've been talking about for the last couple of weeks now, brand new technical picture for gold. You're seeing it uh, act accordingly. Uh, more and more people, it seems like by the day now, uh, lining up into the gold camp. Uh, I'll break down uh, ETF holdings and and uh, Jeffrey Gunlotch out again, right? If I remember at the beginning, I told you if I, there was one guy I could pick. That'd be the guy. I'm going to tell you what he has to say. It's time to get ready. Right? And I was all, all you have been telling, hey, add, add, add. Now you got to get a little more aggressive. The, the picture's changed. One of the changes, debt. Let's, let's, let's look at it. Let's take all the, the BS away, okay? So let's forget about for a minute about the interest. 
right? When you add 1.7 trillion, and again, they're going, the rates are going back to zero. I hope they stop at zero. I don't think they will. I actually think we're going to go negative like everybody else. But outside of that, spending inside of the numbers, Medicare. Medicare right now is averaging 18% more this year versus last year. 18%. Social Security, not much better. 11% more. And then defense, right? Trump's bumped up the defense spending up 23%. Remember, we've got the four-headed monster. Right? I forget, like the Godzilla movie, they had the three-headed thing. We got the four-headed thing. Right? Medicare, Social Security, defense, and interest on the debt. I mean, when you pile up these four categories, right, we're, we're staring down at pretty much $4 trillion. And look at the increase in the spending, right? And this is just a, we haven't even hit it, remember? And I keep trying to tell you about the super cycle. Wait till 2022. (laughs) Then it really starts, 18% will look like child's play. By the way, on the revenue side, side, not much going on. The Trump tariffs, by the way, Tariff collections it was up sixty-two percent, and I was like, "Wow, hey, wow!" You know what? A total five billion dollars. <laughs> so, I mean, right? You got to take it all, right? We're 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 hitting China for two hundred billion dollars of of goods. We're throwing a twenty-five percent tariff on, and we only got five billion for the whole month, right? This is the whole big deal. It makes no sense to me. Uh, but trillion-dollar deficits, forget about that. That's old dude. We've been running trillion-dollar deficits for a decade. It's almost $2 trillion. But That's not the number that scares me. In the next 10 years, it's going to go from 1 to 2 to 3 to 4. How do I know? Medicare spending up 18% every year. Social Security up 11 The next slowdown, right? Social Security, that number is going to skyrocket. And this is the problem. And then uh, uh, Wilbur Ross was out in the Wall Street Journal. Remember Wilbur Ross? Right? Uh, that's Trump's connection to the Rothschilds, by the way. Uh, he is the Commerce Secretary. He was talking to the Wall Street Journal this weekend and played down the prospects of any major trade deal if the president even meets with the Chinese president at the G20 meeting. By the way, the G20 meeting is like 10 days away. China still hasn't even said that they'll even have a meeting. And according to Ross, even if there is one, 
There is not going to be a deal. So at least there's one guy telling you the truth, at least for now. Right? Wilbur Ross this weekend said, hey, yeah, uh, we don't really have a, a trade deal to speak of. And then my favorite guy, Jeff Gunlotch, was out on CNBC. And remember, how important is this guy? Let me, let me remind all of you. You know Jim Cramer, and, and some of you do, some of you don't. If you watch the idiot box at all, he is like the main personality on CNBC. Right, That's the stock channel, for those of you that don't watch it. I call him the Booyah Man. Right? And I love Jim Cramer. I actually, I actually will watch him. And I only watch him for one reason. Because he's passionate about what he does. Right? And he it, it, and and I'll say this. He tells every one of his listeners, and you know what? None of them listen. He tells every one of them, you better have gold. And you know what else when you really press them, really press them? They're not talking about the gold ETF. He's not talking about a receipt. Not talking about miners either. He knows. He knows. He got mad at Jeff Gunlatch several months ago because Gunlatch was warning everybody months ago, kind of like me. Hey, bad things are coming. Recession is coming, and this was right after the, you know, January, February, the stock rally and all that stuff, and Jim Cramer trying to, to make Gunlatch look like a puck. You know what Jeff did? He went went out on Twitter, you know, social media, and basically said, I'll never come on CNBC again. And Jim Cramer's an idiot. You know what happened? Because I just told you he was just on. Almost immediately, Jim Cramer came out and, and on air to apologize. And, of course, now we sit months later, and guess who was right? Yeah, my guy. Double line CEO Jeffrey Gunlatch is betting it all on gold. I'm certainly he's not. That's actually not true. He's also super short the bond market. He he he's already on the record as saying rates going back to zero. I am certainly long gold. He said in an investor webcast on Thursday. He added, his trade is based on expectations that the dollar is going to finish the year lower. We need to watch the dollar. Now remember, the dollar got all at the height of the financial crisis, got into the low 70s, right? Think about $1,900 gold. The dollar index was in the low 70s. The dollar index, it's off its highs now, right, uh, got up to about 99. And when you watch these charts, this is another great chart for you to watch. Because the dollar cycle and the gold cycle, right, 
always usually end up in the same place. There's gaps and there's this and that, right? There's times when the dollar rallies and gold rallies, and there's time when the dollar goes down and gold actually falls. That happens. But when you take a big view, it always ends up the same. Now you think about that number 99, okay? And think about bond yields, right? Now how many times now in the last year have I told you about bond yields, right? Remember, the Fed's funds rate up until the late 90s, you know, the one that's between two and a quarter and two and a half right now, that one, averaged about 7%. That was the average for decades and decades and decades. And then I've told you as the as the Federal Reserve, right, they keep adding tools and all this phony baloney inflation targets and let's change how we calculate all the numbers and all that stuff. They're trying all the tricks they can. We talked about how when the Fed used to cut rates, it'd get to maybe 4%. And go right back. Get back up to 7, 8. Then... All of a sudden, in 01, after the tech collapse, Alan Greenspan brought it to, what, 1%. But they never got back to 7 or 8 or 6. It only got to 5. And then from 5, it had to go to 0. This time around, it couldn't even make it to 25 if you look at charts of the dollar, does the same thing. See, they don't want to tell you that the dollar used to be over what what one thirty, one thirty five, right? And then the dollar would fall, maybe it'd get down to about one ten, come back up. Uh, then then it seemed up oh, up oh, eighty seven, it got below a hundred. But instead of getting back to 130, it only got up to, to 115, right? And then the tech bubble burst, and the dollar got into the 80s, right? And then, But then it only got back to, like, 105, right? Then the financial crisis hit. The dollar got all the way down to the 70s, right? Couldn't even make it back to 100. And now Jeff Gunlot says, hey, get ready. We're, de- we're getting ready for the next wave down. Right? And this is a pattern all of you will know. These aren't good ones, by the way. Lower lows and lower highs. Right? And we saw the gold pattern after the last of the quantitative easings. Right? Gold was doing that. It hit lower lows, lower lower highs, lower lows, lower highs, lower lows, lower highs. And went all the way as the dollar was rising. Right? The dollar was coming from the 70s. Got all the way up to that 99 number. And now all of a sudden, gold's doing what? Higher lows, higher highs, higher lows, higher highs, higher lows, higher highs. 
as the dollar's back to doing what? Lower lows, lower highs, lower lows, lower highs. And according to uh, Double Line here, gold prices, which hit a three month high, well, actually, let's face it, gold hit a high on Friday, uh, 13.54 in uh, change, said that despite the trade war, the S&P is still up more than 15% this year. The Treasury yields the lowest since 2017. And guess what he's saying? That makes no sense. Right? He now sees a 40 to 45% per, uh, chance of a recession within six months. 65% chance that it happens by next year. And also called out soaring U.S. deficits, which are going to get much, much worse. Debt to uh, U.S. debt to GDP is going to hit an all-new record high. By the way, you think you might want to listen to this guy? Hundred and thirty billion under management. Patriot Radio News Hour. We'll be back after the break. This is the Phyllis Schlafly Report, presenting a daily conservative pro-family perspective since 1983 and continuing the legacy of Phyllis Schlafly. Now, from the Phyllis Schlafly Center Studios, Ed Martin. The destructive yellow vest demonstrations that turned Paris upside down were mainly a protest against high gas taxes in France. Even in liberal Washington state, its voters defeated a carbon tax by 56 to 44 percent last November and by a wider margin in 2016. Now the liberal U.S. Chamber of Commerce is wanting to drag President Trump down by pushing for a gas tax hike on a national scale. The wasteful way government fails to maintain roads is the real problem, and hiking gas taxes will not repair that. We've all seen the familiar sight on interstate highways of endless construction sites that lack real work activity but are diverting traffic far longer than they should. The same idea of increasing the gas tax is already being supported and pursued by liberal states like California, Illinois, and New Jersey. Each of those states have enacted or are considering sharp increases in their own state gas tax in addition to the federal tax. In New Jersey, the gas tax was increased by 23 cents a gallon in 2016 and then an additional 4.3 cents last year. Yet another gas tax increase there is possible later this year with little to show for it except angrier drivers. In California, where prices already average an eye-popping $3.80 per gallon, a new state tax of 5.6 cents per gallon will hit this summer. Legislation in the Illinois State Senate proposes doubling the gas tax there to 38 cents per gallon. Simple economics say that when the price of a good goes up, demand for the good goes down and a smaller amount is sold. An increase in gas taxes means fewer car trips, less shopping, a decline in summer family vacations on the road, and millions of angry daily commuters who vote. None of that is good for America, and certainly none of that is good for the Trump re-election campaign. Trump should ignore the bad advice of the supposedly pro-business Chamber of Commerce and look instead at the needs of the average Americans who have to commute back and forth to work every day. They are the key to a 2020 Trump victory. This has been the Phyllis Schlafly Report with Ed Martin, President of Phyllis Schlafly Eagles. 
If you're busy taking notes, you can stop now because these commentaries in written form and spoken audio are archived on the website phyllisschlafly.com, many recorded by Mrs. Schlafly herself. If you're doing research or missed a day, just go to phyllisschlafly.com. Thanks for listening and re-listening to the Phyllis Schlafly Report. 800-951-0592. Uh, we had economic data out today. I told you about home builder sentiment. Uh, lower rates not helping. Uh, everything came down. Customers were still negative. Uh, hopes for the future uh, while still positive came down. Existing conditions still positive came down. Uh, the New York Empire State Business concession, uh, Conditions Index took a sharp turn for the worst in June, falling into negative territory for the first time in years. Uh, it plummeted 26.4% to a negative 86 That is an all-time record decline. Uh, economists had been expecting it to fall to, to a, le- a reading of 10. By the way, the last time it was this low, uh, was the election, October 2016. Uh, what happened? Well, let me tell you what happened. New orders, pretty important one, down 21.7 to a negative 12. Shipments, okay, so uh, let's see. Uh, we didn't get any new orders. The shipments that we're sending out, those fell 6.6%. And then unfilled orders. This is one that got me a little worried now. Because, you know, in a month, we'll be honest, right? It can vary month to month. But the unfilled orders, in other words, hey, I've got a backlog. Right, I got a backlog. So maybe I didn't have a good month this month, but I I got a big backlog anyway. Sank into negative uh, territory uh, for the month of June. It fell sharply, by the way. Uh, It was uh, 25.7, now into negative territory. Uh, So something to keep an eye on. Uh, After that report, uh, gold turned around, uh, was down, was down near that 1330, bounced off, uh, now 1341. What are people doing with their money? I keep telling you to be your own central bank. Here's what the rich people are doing. The holding of gold by global exchange-traded funds. This is your paper gold. You don't own anything. You own a receipt. Uh, I don't understand it, but okay. Somewhere in theory, there's a warehouse. It's got all this gold in it. And they, uh, you know, like any good banking instrument, (laughs) there's only one ounce of gold Allegedly, for every 10 ounces bought. So, you know, just think about it from from any logical perspective, right? Hey, you guys buy 10 ounces, but we're only going to put one ounce away, and somehow that's going to keep you safe. 
But anyway, let's go with it. Right? Fine. It is what it is. Holdings in it jumped 52 metric tons so far this month, according to Commerce Bank. 52 metric tons. That's like 625 tons for the year, if you if you put it on an annualized number. Huh. About the same as what the central banks are buying, too. Hmm. So, between ETFs and central banks, almost half of all the mined gold in the world is going to just those two instruments. By the way... Uh, it is the strongest demand for gold, and ETF back, uh, tracked by Bloomberg saw inflows of nine tons on Friday alone. Another sizable inflow already registered in the last two weeks. ETF holdings uh, have jumped 52 ton- metric tons in the month. And there appears to be no shortage of people looking to add. And how about this one? After a dip in demand in 2018, India is back buying gold again with a vengeance. According to retailers that reported sales are up as much as 25%. Uh Uh-oh. As it turns out, demand may be even stronger than that. Gold imports into India are up 36% year over year, according to Bloomberg. Start doing some math. India imported 106 metric tons in May alone. Wow. Wow. I mean, if ETS brought in 52 tons, and that wasn't the whole month, by the way, but let's just say that was. The central bank buying, I'm, I'm going to estimate it, but, but let's just say it's another 52 tons. And I think it was actually a little more than that because we had the surprise from the Philippines and Serbia and the rest. And then you throw in India, right? That's 214 metric tons between ETFs, central banks, and India. By the way, that would be almost 2,600 metric tons on an annualized basis. China doesn't even export any gold, so there's another 400 tons. That'd be all of the mine supply in the entire world would be gone at this pace. Combined shipments of gold into the country between April and May. Right? Oh, well, maybe May was just a big month. Well, it was. But apparently, April was even bigger. 226.6 tons is the two-month combined. By the way, that was up 74% from a year in uh, earlier. India, the world's second biggest consumer of the metal, is going to support global prices even further. Sales were amazing last month. 
huge deficits seen all over the country. The drop in price has really complemented that trend. I don't know what drop they were talking Maybe the, uh, the rupee has been rallying. I, that's the, the only thing I can think of. Gold buying usually picks up in India on the last half of the year. India ranks as the second in the world in gold consumption behind only China. Yeah. Time to get ready. It looks like maybe time for the big one. Got a great special coming up next. 800-951-0592. I've got a big special and a little special. First on the big special, there's only 20 of the, of the big special. And I'm, I'm because um, of the price of what I'm going to do, you have to buy at least 10, or one person can buy all 20. Uh, there's going to be $20 gold pieces, 10 of them at $1,400. So if you buy 10, it's 14000 If you buy all 20, and I only got two, two sets of 10, or one set of 20. If you buy all 20, 1390, think about gold. Gold's 1350, or I'm sorry, 1340. 1341, actually. I mean, you're talking about what? $49 over spot. 1390 if you buy all 20. If you buy all 20, it's $27,800. If you are calling somewhere where we you do not pick up, in other words, we ship to you both packages, whether you buy the ten at fourteen thousand or you buy the twenty at twenty seven eight, free shipping. If 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 we have to ship to you, if you, if you're a pickup guy, you can pick up. Obviously, if you're a ship to guy, I'll throw in the shipping as well. So on the big side of things, you can buy ten twenty dollar liberties and saints. And they're going to be liberties, by the way. Uh, they're going to be the, so the older ones, fourteen hundred dollars a piece or fourteen thousand. If you buy the twenty, take another ten bucks off. So think about it. Worst case scenario, you had to buy gold at fifty nine dollars over spot. If you got twenty seven thousand eight hundred dollars. Take another ten bucks off, thirteen ninety or forty nine dollars over uh, twenty seven eight hundred, and you can call us at eight hundred nine five one zero five nine two. Now, for all of you out there that don't have fourteen thousand, more or less twenty seven thousand eight hundred, the U.S. five dollar liberties. These are the old quarter ounces, right? 1866 to 1907. I don't have a lot of these either. We got 35 of those. 35. I'm gonna I'm gonna heat it up for you. Save 10 bucks on the five dollar libs, and that's a lot at 370. So five dollar liberties at 370 for for on the small and great fraction material right there. Fractional material on the five libs. At three seventy, or for you bigger hitters out there, ten 
$20 liberties at 14000 or take 10 bucks off a coin if you buy all 20 of them at 27800 about every and you know here's the funny thing everybody and their grandmothers calling for $1400 gold uh before the end of summer i mean everybody i, I can't say everybody everybody is it but you know most of them are so buy it today uh and put them away by the way, I want to get this out there because this came out while I was gone as well. CEO business confidence. Falling to the worst levels in the last, well, since the president has been elected, confidence in the economy continues to, to, to erode according to the roundtable survey uh, which includes all the bankers, J.P. Morgan and the like. They said that the effects of trade tariffs will be negative, hurting business confidence, and increase the risk of a downturn. Jamie Dimon said at an event hosted by the group in Washington, D.C., says that the roundtable is not in favor of tariffs. His comments uh, echoed by Cummings CEO, uh, who said the burden of tariff now exceeds the benefits of the Trump tax cuts. I don't know about that. Listen, here's the problem. And again, I don't feel sorry for these guys. You did it to yourself. And all of them will say, well, yeah, we got problems with China. You know, they're cheating. No. You agreed to allow them to do it. Right? They agreed to all of these conditions beforehand. And then the stealing of technology that they're talking about now, that's been going on for, what, 20-some-odd years. You didn't do anything about it. All of these businesses could have handled this themselves. They don't need us to help them. They should have moved out of there. Well, let's face it, they should have never left. And they should have moved out of there. The second, listen, someone comes into your house day in and day out and is stealing your stuff. Right? What are you going to do? Well, you're going to make sure that person, what, can't come in your house anymore. Right? Pretty simple. Right? You call the cops. Hey, arrest that guy. In the case of business, try to keep stealing your stuff. Leave. Find somewhere else to go. Yeah. Anyway, according to the numbers, sales expectation has fallen to the lowest since Trump was president. Plans for capital investment and hiring. The weakest level since, well, you know, since Trump got elected. So you start listening to all these CEOs. You start seeing all this economic data out. And it's no wonder, right, all of the, not just central banks now, right, the Wall Street guys, everybody's coming in and going into gold, putting it away, adding to their holdings. Everybody's talking about interest rates going back to zero, the dollar getting ready to go back into one of its negative swings. Kind of adding up, isn't it? When we get back... I'm going to tell you the word nobody wants to hear the Fed use. 
when their meeting ends, I think it's tomorrow or Wednesday. 800-951-0592. One of the 10s are gone. So now we got uh, 10 20s left uh, at 14,000 at 800 uh, I've got two lines open uh, on the for you uh, the guys at the lower end, you little hitters out there, US $5 liberties saving 10 bucks a piece today at $370 at 800 9510592 I don't know how many of those were we had 35 when we started uh, but Wendy's been taking orders pretty much all through the commercial break so make sure you get in there and and get your orders placed so we've got a fed meeting there's a word that everybody is hoping will be removed from their statement the word is patience, right? They, the stock market wants to see the Federal Reserve remove the word patient from its statement, right? You know, they say, well, the Federal Reserve continues to remain patient as we evaluate, right, the economic data, blah, 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 blah. So they would like to see that word removed. Uh, we'll see what happens. Uh, the as soon as the Fed, there's now remember now there's not only going to be a statement, there's also going to be a press conference. A dovish Jay Powell will be. You'll probably see dollar weakness, right? You'll see the stock market be happy. I think you'll see the gold market be happy. By the way, the Dow doesn't have a very good track record. When it comes to this, they're trying to tell you that this is an insurance rate cut. Listen, there's only one insurance for debt and fiat debt and especially fiat debt in dollars. That's gold. That's it. That's the only real insurance there is. But they're saying, hey, when the Fed gives us an insurance cut, right, the Dow goes up 21% or the S&P. The problem is when it's in the other kind, <laughs> right? It goes down by that much. Uh, Wendy's here. I have no five dollar libs. Thank you very much. They're gone. There you go. So all the five libs are sold out. We have one set of ten. Uh, the twenty dollar liberties. Got to buy all ten of them at fourteen hundred dollars a piece. So it's fourteen thousand. That's a $50 savings. That is incredibly significant. Put them away. Keep adding to your holdings. This is this is a different market now than what we've seen. You know, gold obviously from its bottom of 1050 right? Gold still was rallying even though the Fed was raising rates. Now everybody, including myself, expects the Fed to start cutting rates. The guys that I follow think rates are going to zero. I actually think they're wrong. I think we'll go negative like everybody else. I just think that's, I mean, that's the only logical conclusion. I look at the charts, lower lows. 
800-951-0592. Patriot Radio News Hour. We'll be back tomorrow. Everybody take care. Have a great day.